0: Hey, what's up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. And if you're new here, welcome. Let me tell you about what we do. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire, with me as always, Corey Morissette. What an entrance that was. How you doing, Corey?
1: I'm doing great, my friend. Uh, looking forward to tonight. But I tell you, uh, I-, I figured I, I was going to be a-, a little low energy tonight. So I wanted to bring in a ringer. Uh, we were just going to nah. do this show j- just you and I here tonight. But I thought, God, I, I need I need someone to, to kind of, you know, carry me. And he's been carrying me for quite a while on our new podcast, the ultimate catalog clash. Let's bring him into the stream right now. Mr. Kevin Brown. How you doing, Ooh. Mr. Brown? Doing very well, mate. How are you? doing great thank um, you very much for coming on the show last minute i think it was about three hours ago i said hey you want to be on the show he's like yeah. well what did you say does a, a fat dog piss and i said yeah. I, I assume so <laughs> perhaps
2: yes <laughs> i never understood that saying either it's an old thing but i was like okay well i'll use that because why not it I must get, be an was, english thing i've never heard i was that. gonna
0: say yeah I was, like, I was like you sure that's not an english thing
2: uh, uh I don't know. Yeah, it's like you know shit food and bad teeth it's an English thing. <laughs> <laughs> your words, not ours, yeah, but we're not going right.
0: to uh, go against you. So, uh, but welcome to the show. It's a honorary member of the panel, Kevin Brown, of course. Uh, I don't think a show goes by where your name doesn't get dropped at least three times. So, mm-hmm. welcome aboard once again. Uh, always happy to have you, Corey. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of interesting things happening in the in the world of Van Halen. It seems like, uh, and by that I just mean like we're reliving old times we're we're seeing old footage and uh what uh, what else what has been going on can you give the people some van
1: halen news context absolutely well first of all uh and this is actually uh, i think mr brewer posted this in our discord first he, he always likes to, to scoop everybody uh, on the van Halen news desk our good friends at the tape archives who are doing that great documentary on uh, 1984 in that era of van halen uh posted uh a flashback to 1989 and vid- in an interview with Eddie Van Halen and Michael Anthony uh, from OU812 era. So that that's really interesting. Go check out the Tapes Archive YouTube channel uh, for a, a ton of great content. But uh, that especially was really cool. But the big news is just the holy grail of Van Halen footage and that it's almost a complete uh, uh, set from uh, the Van Halen Castle Donington 1984 show, The Monsters of Rock, uh, where they played with ACDC, um, Pro Shot, uh, from the side of the stage. Um, people have been looking for this this gig for forever. And uh, they've and all of a sudden, uh, I, I don't even know who the original poster was because it's been taken down and put back up so many times in the last few days. <laughs> mm. But um, he didn't have the audio, the audio, but somebody actually took the time and synced it. There, were, there was some bootlegs going around of that gig. So they synced up the old bootleg with the video and it just looks stunning. Kevin and I were watching a bit of it here uh, before we hopped on the call here tonight. It's just, if you're like, Holy Grail! I I think maybe even undersells it. This is if you're a fan, you know, give us this pro shot, completely cleaned up with real audio on a Blu-ray, and fuck you, you, you'd make a mint. You'd be printing money. It'd be insane. Oh yeah. Amongst Van Halen fans, this has been absolutely huge. And like I said, they they keep taking it down. It keeps popping back up. I know, Kevin. uh, You know, he he's he's been watching it. What were your thoughts when you uh, checked out this uh, this uh, footage? It's so much fun. It shows the band at the sort of peak madness right like
2: dave's just giving it all the way there's no not really that much attention to what he's doing vocally to be honest with you but it doesn't matter because what he's (laughs) he's just there for the show but there's you know a few things get thrown at him and donnington's not a place they're not a forgiving crowd that's a really weird kind of mean crowd sometimes Um, i remember when a, a british spoof like parody band called bad news Played at Castle Donington once as part of the second part of their this mockumentary thing, and they would get like the, so the the lead singer and the, the guitarist uh, who's a very famous comedian hadn't told the other guys that yeah they're probably gonna chuck stuff asses didn't tell them it was actually <laughs> gonna be bottles of piss and sort of all this <laughs> oh stuff, god so they just got drowned yeah fucking like an animals it was, it was man great fun mm-hmm. man I mean it's so much fun to see that from the from
1: the side of the stage and to get that different vantage points of the band
2: mm-hmm.
1: Castle Donington's kind of legendary uh for, for shows I know uh one of the best. I think best live albums of all time. ACDC live was recorded at castle Donington back yep. on the Razor's edge tour. But you know, this bill included uh Motley Crue, YNT except Gary Moore, Ozzy Osbourne, oh. Van Halen, and then ACDC. Ooh, except
0: Jordan, German <laughs> extraordinaire. That's right.
1: <laughs> Pretty damn good bill way back in 1984. But yeah, you see Van Halen uh, at the height of their powers performing in front of 65,000, just sweaty, crazy, heavy metal fans. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just glorious. I, I, uh, would recommend everybody go to the van Halen news desk click on the link before it maybe goes away again I, yeah. I, I think this is maybe the third time it's been been uploaded but uh uh whoever it is the record company or whoever is someone from van Halen's camp they're 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 quick to to try and find it and and get it taken down but definitely worth a watch it's absolutely phenomenal well and there may or may there may or may not be a link in the uh discord server that's oh yes that's more true.
2: persistent yeah. it's not a YouTube link so someone may have Boxed it up for posterity you know well you you gotta be a
1: patron then
0: gotta be a patron yeah a little incentive to join the patreon we have it there uh and while it's still up as Corey said click it watch it absorb it as much as you possibly can before it gets taken down i am willing to bet there is somebody's sole job to take these things down (laughs) unless that's just what they do all day they scour the internet find uh uh footage people are uploading and try to like take it down before they hit them with a copyright claim or something that I I am determined. There's probably even a team of people that that's just what they do all day long. And that, that sounds awful. But Tom, uh, Tom Armbruster says that he's seen except live. Well, how's bragging camp going? Uh, I actually, I had a chance to go see them live just a few years ago, but I didn't go one because I forgot. And two, uh, I don't, I, I was kind of unsure about how they would probably sound in today's era uh but feel free to tell me tell me how how wrong I was for not seeing that show if they still uh kick ass like they used to so uh but uh, listen to Accept, people. But this is not the Accept podcast whatsoever. So we're done with those guys. Anything else uh, other than that? I mean, that's that's huge stuff in the uh, Van Halen news kind of world. So uh, sink your teeth in it. Uh, and Unless there's anything more, uh, what do you say we move on?
1: Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, go get a copy of Mammoth 2. Uh, yeah. Fantastic record. Doing very, very well. Uh, doing better in Canada than America. We have better taste in Canada. Isn't that right, Kevin? Than those Absolutely. damn Yankees. So uh, I'm not going to argue that <laughs> and go pre-order your copy of the collection too, the Van Hagar collection of records that are coming out completely remastered. Actually, I was on the Van Halen store today and I'm like, you know what? I have original pressings of the first six records. I don't have the remasters. Uh, will, does, will my <laughs> wife divorce me if I order both at the same time and get the, the 2015 remastered <laughs> of the first six? And uh, the, the collection too. I'm still humming and hawing back and forth. You be- Let me know. You the better Discord, space, space that yeah. out. I would, I would suggest spacing that out. Don't do it. Does all. Does anyone have a couch I can sleep on?
0: If I go ahead and order both, uh. we do, but Sp- it'll take you a really long time to get here.
1: <laughs> Spare <laughs> bed in, in the back corner. mate. Anytime. Oh, there he is. There you go. And, and you got an electric drum kit. I'm going to Kevin's place. There we go. Yep,
0: there you go. <laughs> uh,
1: Josh said he met Wolf Hoffman at Nam, So that's kind of cool.
0: Ooh. Uh, like the recent one, recent Nam, Cause that I'm would be awesome. Him, yeah. Um, but uh, either way, it's. Oh, okay. So Tom saw them uh, back in, he said 86. 186. So I'm assuming 86. I'm assuming so that, uh, not to date you or date myself, but that predates me by a year, buddy. So <laughs> I don't know how you, you know, feel about that.
1: What? You know, you keep calling him Tim. Yeah. He's allowed the odd uh, spelling mistake on, on a That's uh, true. chat. That's true. Yeah.
0: I called him how Tim just that the one show. And then I corrected myself <laughs> and I took it back. <laughs>
1: By the way, Josh said he was at NAM in uh, uh, 2013. 2013. Okay. Right on. Good stuff. But uh, Hey, Jeff, he's back. He didn't miss anything. W- no what We're, up we're Jeff? just yakking.
0: Just yakking.
1: To Castle the uh, people not talk. in the
0: know, we always, uh, we always shout out the, the uh, lurkers in the live chat uh, when they come up and when we're doing our recording. So if you want to get involved with that and hear it uh, at the same time, join the Patreon and you can be a lurker. So. Just throwing that. Uh, <laughs> Tom's Ooh, wife like says, this. "If you want the thing, buy
1: the thing." So hey, there you go. You want the thing? Corey? I like Tom's buy wife. The yeah, thing. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell. No, I, I'm going to tell like my wife. wife you know, like like Tom's wife said, I, I should just buy the thing. So there you go, Tom's wife. Whatever Tom's said, wife so. says goes. She's the boss.
2: <laughs> but honey, Tom's wife said. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I'll go to indeed. Kevin's house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Corey, I gotta say, um, I I was eager and uh uh, but uh, i was sort of kind of um hesitant on how i would react about uh last week's poll because last week we discussed the track that is our namesake that's right we went over and the cradle will rock a uh a mainstay i would say uh about van like in the van halen repertoire i mean you just it's it's one of the ones i certainly think about when i think about van halen uh in a short list So I was very curious on how the voting would go for this poll. And um, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I am just still flabbergasted. I'll I'll use the word flabbergasted because while the score is high, it should have been higher in my opinion. So the voting out of uh, 140 votes, 94.3% what dreams are made of a very respectable score great score only a five point seven percent dream is over but my question to the five point seven percenters is who hurt you in this lifetime that you would just downvote that song or are you doing it just to expect a reaction like this out of me because uh, because you know when my buttons be pushed I react Uh, and and I'm sure people get a, a nice thrill out of that but Corey does this Corey, Kevin, what what do you make? What do you make of this score? Is it is it a respectable score, or are you just kind of like,
2: I give up? Again, I mean, it, I don't think any song's ever going to get a hundred because you are going to get no people it's not. probably do have the odd sort of legitimate reason why they just don't dig it for some reason. What's frustrating is when you don't get people saying why, right? Like, yes. I would love to know why you don't vote in this song. It's one of the it's one of the songs that defines this band. You know, it's one of the songs you think of as when you think of Van Halen and yeah. it's a great fucking tune it swings hard it's got a great guitar riff it's got a great vocal i love the lyric in this song which
1: i don't always mm. with dave everything about this song is great Same. so god i don't know mate i got nothing for you <laughs> of course well, what flabbergast me is it's third highest on the record you're, you're talking about like wow. definitive van halen song it got beat out by romeo delight and take your whiskey home which was a, a staggering 98 percent which is a great Which, song, but great, yeah. I, I would rank Cradle of Rock higher.
0: I I personally feel that uh, it's you know the the best song on the album, but that's just me. Um, I, but still, like ninety eight percent for Take Your Whiskey Home, while Cradle of Rock doesn't even crack ninety five percent. Like I just, I'm I'm just I'm I'm. I'm baffled, I'm baffled, I'm flabbergasted, I'm all the adjectives that have to do with those words, so, but maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll get some explanations. As you say, Kevin, that's the most frustrating part about this is, yeah. vote the way you want to vote, it's cool, but I want to know why If it's a, if it's a nay um unless the, it's obvious but if we're talking about a different song but this song in particular i really want to know so going to the comments here or, or the uh, the tweets rather on the poll i'll read out the ones from our uh patrons because uh that's what happens when you join the patreon you not only get to lurk on the show whilst we're recording you get to uh have your tweet read out loud as we would discuss the poll so join the patreon please First up, our buddy Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast For It podcast. He says, what's not to like? Honestly, again, Dave scores on the lyrical content. This song shows a lot of maturity for Van Halen from the sound to the solo to the quiet parts. Enough said, you know, Uh, and he's not wrong. What's not to like? Uh, our buddy Ryan Powell says the lone single from Women and Children First and The Cradle Will Rock represents Van Halen branching out from the first two albums with, a, with great success, bringing more depth while weaving an interesting tale. A ton of Eddie interjections only serve to elevate the whole for an easy What Dreams Are Made Of. Very eloquently puts of Ryan to say, yeah, the song rocks. What's up? Uh, but we appreciate that. Jeff Brewer, Jeff uh, lurking right now so he can elaborate further if he wants to. Uh, he says, It's scoring higher on the poll than I expected, but it deserves to be up there pretty high. You're right. Uh, not a personal favorite of mine, but the song is way too good and way too iconic to downvote has to be what Dreams Are Made Of. I agree. It is too iconic. So just based on that alone, you would think that uh, they automatic automatically it would just shoot up right to... It's certainly at least to tie it up with Take Your uh, take your Whiskey Home, right? At least I, I would expect so. But then again, uh, you know, I have to tamper my expectations because these polls drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> uh, Scott Monroe says, my favorite rock and roll nursery rhyme. If it's not what dreams are made of to you, well, maybe you hit your head too hard when you fell out of the cradle. Hashtag rock on, I see what you did there. Good job there, Scott. Uh, too long, didn't read. This song rocks. What's <laughs> up? Yeah, exactly, Ryan. So that's that's for all the uh, the Gen Zers uh, that are listening right now. If we have if if there are any, <laughs> that's how it goes. Rave uh, rava Flave says, "Total banger." It's definitely got a bit of a dark mood to it, and Mike's driving bass makes it moodier. Uh, this is the song that when my wife asks, "What are you listening to?" and I tell her about the podcast, she says. So I assume that their first episode was And the Cradle Will Rock. Well, you tell your wife, not quite. (laughs) It it was not. Uh, It was show 93. (laughs) Yeah, show 93. It it took a while. It took a while to get there, but uh, we got there. Um, And uh, some jerk named Kevin says, brilliant opening track from my favorite Dave era
2: album. So this one is your favorite Dave era. Yeah, Women and Children is my favorite for sure. Yeah. Well there you go. So and Whiskey, you Whiskey, Whiskey home that. is one of the reasons because that, that song is just an absolute killer. And I did wonder oh, cuz you did that song really quite early
1: on I think if I remember rightly. And I don't it was, know how I ma- just looked it up here. Okay. It was uh, 30 uh, 33 relatively yeah. early.
2: So I don't I wonder if the number of people voting in the poll sometimes can make a difference, right? So because if you've got mm. let's say you get like 60 people voting you're not going to get as big a swing there if everyone's kind of voting one way. And you're not going to get as many of those people coming in trying to fuck up. Maybe maybe Mariano and his Colt had a day off that. You know, that, that you know, you know what I'm kind of <laughs> seeing uh,
1: kind of in and around whiskey, though, is every Sammy track from around that time, uh, high 60s, low 70s, every Dave track, 94, 98, now people uh, 84, so. 81, 91. I, I think we had more Dave fans voting uh, back in those days
0: sounds like
1: it seems to
0: be the case here so yeah there you go a lot of, a lot of interesting factors but still my mind it be blown uh moving on brad gould says uh, great song with a simple but driving rhythm section i enjoy how the tempo and vibe of the song intensifies in the outro before the fade the song just keeps driving of course it does. I mean, just f- listen. The opener is like uh, the sound of uh, like a like a jet engine or a train or whatever. So yeah, it's just like a driving force all the way through. The only uh, little respite is that little musical section. And have you seen Junior's grades? And then it just kicks right back into it. So yep, good good call there. Uh, Jeff Brewer in the ch- chat says whiskey is way better to me, but I still would have expected Cradle to score higher, right? Indeed. Just I mean, just because of its iconic status alone, but maybe because uh, it is an iconic song. And uh, I'm sure some people would probably say it gets overplayed. Uh, It's the it's the jump effect. People downvoted jump, not because they hate the song, just because they're sick of it, because everybody knows jump. So maybe that had something to do with it. But also, I don't know. You guys are crazy. Um uh, craig zito says this song stands tall in the catalog it has a unique sound and killer groove no argument there uh let's see here going forward here duh, 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 duh. is that all the oh and our uh our uh, latest uh patron there janice says never tire of this song it's short and simple so yeah she she's she's feeling it everybody's feeling it there you go uh, that, I believe, is our patrons. Uh, we, had, we still had a lot more tweets, but I don't believe I saw anybody uh, tweet about why they would vote down. So, again, we've got no answers. It's just it's a mystery. So we'll chalk it all up to the cult of Mariano.
1: They are alive, they are among us, and here they are they're assholes and tom says the problem with being a lurker is he comments in the chat and forgets to comment on the twitter so tom if you got a comment about uh, last week's song please put it in the chat now and, and mark will read it in his dulcet tones for you
2: you know just just a quick comment on and the cradle will rock the, mm-hmm. the nursery rhyme not the song what kind of evil shit is that nursery rhyme <laughs> Rockabye baby on the treetop. Yep. First of all, yep. why are you putting babies at the top of trees? That's a stupid idea. It's a, a bad idea. The will rock, when the bow breaks, a cradle will fall, and down will come baby, cradle and all. Fuck What? what? Yeah. what are you talking most
0: about? Nur- most nursery rhymes are uh, some fresh hell. Uh, and Josh in the chat just reminded me he d- he d- he did tweet uh, our our buddy Josh. He says, "Down voters, may all of your endeavors and aspirations manifest themselves swimmingly." #Hashtag Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> So you're not wrong. You know, we're 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 trying to get out of that, but we're still in it, so maybe yeah. I'm just going to assume just a lot of uh, you know, trolls in the dungeon and they're just uh are just like, nah, fuck it. We'll just say no just because. Um uh, But jokes on you, it still scored uh ninety four percent, so still high, but did it need to be higher? Personally, I think so. Was that a little uh, you know, we- Here
2: we are. Was that a little Harry Potter reference there, Mr. Kamire that I spotted? I mean, well, it he's a pothead. The trolls yeah. in the he's, dungeon. He's, he's,
0: he's well, I was a pothead. Sure. Let, let, let me put it this way: I I was quite a quite a fan until I had a uh, disagreement with
1: the creator, the author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now we but finished off limited children 1st uh, uh, just going back to to the Chazalytics. Um, that is currently our fifth uh, most popular uh, record, or sorry, sixth. Uh, we have 1984 van halen fair warning van halen 2 and women and children first fifth 88.8 percent. what dreams are made of 11.2 percent. this dream is over so pretty good ranking for uh, kevin's favorite record women and children first fair warning still at number three now i just want to remind everybody this saturday night nine o'clock eastern time we are doing our official fair warning ranking show we have our our ballots in from our patrons including kevin i reached out to some special guests including steve rosen who wrote the book tone chaser He's going to be on the show coming up pretty quick. Greg Renoff, Eric Senich. Um, I, I I tried uh, guys like Jazz Obrecht, but he really didn't feel comfortable ranking anything. He's a very positive dude. And I, I totally <laughs> get that. that. That was totally I cool. But uh, Kelsey uh, sent in a ballot. Of course, uh, Sean Geek, Fast Fret, all of our old buddies, uh, the folks from the DLR cast all sent in ballots. Let's find our ultimate fa- uh, fair warning rankings. As I can tell you right now, I've been uh, inputting the votes in. What we're doing is, excuse me whatever song you rank number one gets nine votes whatever song you rank number two gets eight and so on and so forth all the way down so your the ninth ranked song gets one vote and then i tabulate them all up and we find out what our official ranking is and i can tell you right now the battle between one and two is fierce it has been going back and forth every single day i think the current lead for the number one song on fair warning is three votes so i'm still waiting to get about three or four ballots in so that could change again, but the battle between 1 and 2 and 8 and 9 is really, really tight.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I did have inquiry in, uh, inquiries about where to uh, put into the uh, uh, your ranking. Um, I say put it in the Discord, but if you're not part of the Discord and you still want to throw in a ranking, go ahead and uh, slide into the uh, Podcast Will Rock Twitter DM, and uh, and I'll see it, and we'll tally it up for you. Yep. So there you go.
1: Or uh, Podcast Will Rock at gmail.com uh people have been sending uh, their rankings in that way that works too so you have until friday and then i'm going to compile them all then saturday night we go live and uh, we're going to announce our official rankings then we're going to have our patrons on the call uh eric sinich is going to try and drop in as well uh just to talk about the rankings. so that's going to be a lot of fun this saturday night nine o'clock eastern
0: Yes. So uh, so if you're listening to the show as it drops, that's uh, tomorrow night, uh, which means if you're listening to this now and you still haven't got your ranks in, get it in before the uh, uh, the end of this podcast. How about that? So <laughs> listen to the podcast, but also rank and then send that over to uh, either the Twitter DMs or uh, pac- podcast will rock at Gmail dot com. There you go. We got it all, uh, all straight up. You got your copy, Tom. Good job, Tone Chaser. Uh, I, I still need to uh, kind of crack open that one and take a look because I'm Let's
1: about see. to be in Atlanta for a few days, so I'll have plenty of reading time.
0: So there we go.
1: I, I am a three chapters in, and it is phenomenal. Steve Rosen uh, was a good friend of Eddie Van Halen for 26 years, and Eddie actually had tasked him with writing the uh, official uh, biography Uh, for Eddie Van Halen, and just through a bunch of different things, he goes over it uh, in his uh, introduction. Uh, It didn't quite happen when he was live, but after he passed on, he kind of went back through all the old interview tapes he did uh, with everybody associated with Eddie and all the old uh, uh, phone calls he had with Eddie, and he compiled this book, and it's absolutely fantastic. Steve Rosen is going to be on the show uh, end of September, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Hell yeah. And yes... Uh, Jeff is trying to skew the results. He put Unchained ninth, not because he thinks it's a ninth-ranked song. He might. I'm assuming it's only because he's trying to get. He's trying to to rig the system as much as he can. He's trying to for rig Meek it. Yeah. That Boo. is such a Mariano move. Boo, don't Jeff. Don't fall for it. <laughs>
0: don't do it. How Brewer. do you live with yourself? How do you live with <laughs> yourself? Unbelievable. Well uh so the uh we get the polls out of the way and now i think it's time to do our favorite thing of the show and that's not spin the wheel just yet it's instead say it with me take a drink manifestations everybody mm. we're gonna manifest the song that we want the wheel to spin now as uh kevin pointed out before we went on air this the, the wheel is looking a bit a uh, bit thin lately or in terms of uh, we only have so many tracks uh left and it's anybody's ball game. We we still have so much from Balance to do. We still have a lot from the Fuck album, uh, and hell, we've we've still got quite a, fit, a bit from uh, Van Halen One. So it's anybody's guess at this point. But I'm gonna ask Kevin first. What do you want to
2: manifest for the show tonight? Well, in the Discord, I'd manifested one thing. I know I'm what you sh- said in the in the Discord, but <laughs> I, I'm gonna go and change my mind. I'm calling an audible. That's a fo- that's a there right football is. term, right, Corey? I think yep, i call yep. an audible. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go Fair summer ways. nights. Because that's a song from 5150 that I just absolutely adore. It's got some great guitar playing on it. And it's one of those songs, I think, that if you were a Dave guy and you didn't love the new era, I think that's one you still got to listen to and think, well, Ed's killing this on this record. So So Summer Nights, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. All right, Summer Nights. Corey, how about yourself? Spanked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you're trying to do.
1: But let's uh, do it. I know,
0: Kevin and honestly, Charles and, we and Chaz,
1: they both want spanked, so let's do it. <laughs> he
0: wants spanked. Uh Tom uh said he wanted House of Pain. Uh, and I believe uh let's see, did somebody else say House of Pain as well? Nope. Okay. Uh Ryan Powell wants Can't Stop Loving You. Uh we've had we've had that one a couple of times, so uh it's maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for a Sammy track. Uh and I think I think that's all the in the Discord. That was yep. There we go. So uh, and hey, all you lurkers, if you didn't put it in the Discord, uh, what do you want to manifest tonight? Or if you if you did uh, put it in the Discord, go ahead and say it once again. Myself personally, I think I'm going to manifest top of the world because nice. I just I just really want uh, more songs from the Fuck album to come to us and come to us now. And maybe I just think that the uh, there's an imbalance of Sammy and Dave right now, and we need more yes. Sammy. So more uh, Sammy. there you go top of the world there you are
1: that's a gooder all right are we ready to roll then i'm going to shuffle this thing uh let's see we got three current lurkers watching we got kevin let's do it four times shall we four times two three four all right here, here we go oh we're gonna go to oh. van halen to light Ooh. up the sky
0: so I close tell you, it's a Pancake. game track, but I'm not mad. <laughs> no, not mad at it either, but oh, we were so close to Pound Cake. And look at that. Top of it. the world
1: was right there. Top Son
0: of, the world of a right bitch. There. <laughs> <laughs> so close. That I don't know what it is. The, the wheel is determined. All right. You made the guess that it's going to be Van Halen 1 that we end the, the, sh- the show with, like that album. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's going to be the fuck album. <laughs> yeah. Because we just keep missing it. Like every time, with the exception of uh, what, Judgment Day? And I don't know. I don't think we've done another one since. Um, but yeah, that that's. It seems like while. yeah the the battle between the last two albums I think is going to come between Van Halen One and uh, Lawful Carnal Knowledge, which is somewhat poetic because some people might say that's uh, Sammy's best album with the band, and some would say uh, it's Dave's best album with the band. Van Halen One. Uh, I wouldn't argue. I would just have like certain thoughts about that. But uh, nevertheless, we are not going to either one of those. We're going to light up the sky, Van Halen 2. Uh, Corey is a big fan of this album. Uh, Kevin, yes, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about this album?
2: I'm going to get pilloried for this, I know. And I think I've said Uh-oh. this on the Discord even, maybe, that Van Halen 1 Van Halen 2 are really sort of companion pieces because it's yes. from what I understand, they're mainly a bunch of songs that they had coming into the recording process. I think all the strongest out of that set of songs really ended up on the first record. And I think the second album is just a bit weaker for it. Um, I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite Van Halen record. You I'd feel like... I uh... put it fifth out of the Dave era albums for me. Ooh, okay, okay. You, yeah, you feel like uh, maybe wrong. Van, Van I'm, Halen 2... Too... i to be wrong.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey and I have strong pin- opinions on this album, but uh, do you feel like maybe Van Halen 2 was sort of like an album of B-sides from Van Halen 1? Is that how you Kinda... feel about it?
2: Kind of. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go quite that far, maybe, and I'll get my bloody balls chopped off by the Van Halen lunatics. <laughs> but but if you look at the, the track list, I mean, Somebody Get Me A Doctor is mm-hmm. one of my favorite Van Halen songs for sure. Mm-hmm. Dance The Night Away is the big middle finger to me, to anyone who says that they went pop when Sammy joined, because that's a pop song. And then outside sure, that, yeah. I'm Spanish Fly, so away is not bad. But there's nothing on there that really gets me, really, really gets me up. So and again, that's just me. This is all subjective, right? So
1: yeah no you're just wrong like it's not subjective at <laughs> all you're just you're just a fucking idiot and now i'm kind of regretting bringing you on the show damn you know? <laughs> he's
2: never got over but this no- tony banks thing he's not getting past this tony banks thing no, the podcast. No, this no, is the problem at all.
1: you downvoted 39 motherfucker and you host a queen podcast sue me <laughs> I wish I could. I looked into it. Apparently, I don't have a case. <laughs> and if you guys want more of that, check out the Seaside Pod Review. That's what you need. Oh, the, check out the, the cool. Ultimate Catalog Clash too. Me and, and then Kevin that one, yeah, yeah. Genesis, so yes.
0: Just a few, yeah. One more, Kevin and Corey just butting heads. There you go. You got two choice. You got two shows to choose from. <laughs> uh, and then the occasional when and the podcast will rock. So that's interesting though. But I, I will say, uh, there's, there's. I understand uh, where Kevin's coming from in a way, because I've always thought, and I've mentioned this on the show to you before, uh, I've always thought of Van Halen 1 and 2 as just one big album. So, you know, when you have an album that's however many tracks that is all together, yeah, not all of them are going to be winners, and you're going to find that probably half of it is stronger than the other half, or it's just kind of like a mix match of them all. So so I get it, but at the same time, I don't... mm fifth place come on kevin it's fine but uh i don't know maybe maybe we maybe we can sway you maybe maybe uh the journey of this show can sway you a little bit maybe Uh, tonight's the night right maybe tonight's the night maybe light up the sky will be uh the deciding uh inter the divine intervention if you will
1: well i tell you what uh I wish we hadn't done uh, DOA already because if that song doesn't get your little British pale-ass boogie in, (laughs) nothing will. (laughs) Great song. I love DOA. Oh, it's fantastic. But uh, Light Up the Skies, you were talking about holdovers from Van Halen 1. This isn't one of them. Eddie wrote Mm -hmm. the riff uh, right after the uh, tour, the Van Halen 1 tour, And, and then they kind of did the rest in the studio. So this is one of the, if you will, this wasn't a holdover from the Van Halen 1 session, so. This was something. oh Jeff agrees with new. you too. What the hell? Everybody's turning on on me and Mark. Everyone, <laughs> I know,
0: it was like, you've all turned against us. What the hell? We, we, we <laughs> were we thought we were so good to you, but no. <laughs> with the honeymoon phase is over, I get it. I apparently, get it. apparently. <laughs> well, what do you say we light up this firecracker and light up the sky?
1: All right, let's do it. This is light up the sky from Van Halen two. <music>
0: I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's a wonderful intro. That's a wonderful, like, rock and roll, like, check this out, motherfucker. And just, uh, oh, that's great. I'm sorry. I had to interject because,
1: come on. Jevin's got nothing, or he's.
0: I'm
2: just letting, Mark, out his, I'm letting Mark have his moment in this. No, song. I'm Don't good.
0: I'm just good. I just had to mention a hell of an intro. That's
1: all I had to say. Hell of an intro, yeah.
2: Does that riff not remind you of, um, oh, man, what's the truck off for a novel? Judgment Day. It's little the, bit, same yep. kinda, dun, 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 the same kind of, the same rhythm, yep. certainly. It's really close. It's almost like there's sort a of,
0: similar, yeah, kind of a, it's, it's got a, a, vibe, a similar hey? approach. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, subconsciously uh, a little bit of light up the sky kind of seeped into uh, the writing process of Judgment Day. Maybe. Or, I don't know, just maybe, I mean... Look, Eddie's a blues player, uh, and uh, a lot of times in uh, blues music, well, in rock music in general, you're you're gonna rehash a lot of uh, familiar riffs just because there there's a format, there's a for, or there's a formula and a structure. Um, so yeah, that's that that's not uh, not a huge shocker
1: that you might uh, hear one in another song. Uh, Tom in the chat called out something I wanted to talk about, and that's this uh, interplay between Mike and Eddie. Uh, and th- there would be so much rancor between, you know, Eddie and Mike, and Eddie, especially about Mike's playing. I, but, man, I it, it, it's that kind of jousting between the mm-hmm. bass and the guitar that I love so yeah, much. Yeah, it's so cool.
0: I just imagine the two of them just uh, not even like checking out their fretboards or the bridges, like where they're picking. It's just like they're just looking at each <laughs> yeah. other, just like dead eyed. And you know, just <laughs> yeah. like, who's going to yeah. blink first, you or me? That's funny. Like, yeah.
1: Eddie says uh, Mike contributed nothing, but I mean, that's just not true. Like, I mean,
0: like... I, I, like, I just don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to speak ill of the dead or call Eddie a
1: liar, but it's like, that's just that's not true. That can't be true. <laughs> like, sure, he didn't, you know, come to the group with any like songs or riffs or anything, but you got to think he had maybe. And maybe we'll talk to Steve Rosen. I know Steve Rosen already in the three chapters I read talked about Eddie would complain quite a bit about Mike just just showing up and getting a paycheck and, and doing his thing, but mm. I would like to think he had some uh input uh you know into like this intro section of this song just how he's playing the bass against the guitar and yeah. I'd,
2: I'd say two things to that too one is the regardless of how good a bass player eddie van halen was you know he could because eddie could have laid down all the bass tracks in the studio himself if he wanted to really and i'm sure it mm-hmm. would have been great but he yep. doesn't play the same way that michael anthony does nope. so you get a different nope. flavor and it, it, that's what van halen is is all four of those guys together mm-hmm. and then the second thing is i mean come on Mikey earns his paycheck every night on stage because that guy was just as much a showman as David Lee Roth was. It was amazing yeah. watching that guy live. And you know, talk about what, what he contributed. Nothing's
0: like no, he contributed these bass lines because yeah, and we've heard we've heard what Eddie sounds like uh, recording bass uh, on an album, and mm-hmm. it, again, doesn't sound anything. It doesn't sound anything like what Michael Anthony would have done. So it's like yeah, he's contributing his playability. He's contributing his uh, ability to. Uh, do killer harmonies uh, on top of that, you know. So what if he's not coming in with, hey, I wrote this thing, can we make something of it? If you were in a band with the Van Halen brothers, would you do that? Would you have the balls to be like, hey, hey guys, I I wrote this. You think we could flesh this out? Like, no, because they'd be like, "Nah, we're good. We got it because we're Van Halen.
2: Man, Elvis Presley (laughs) only ever wrote two songs. No one gets on his case about it.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll get on his case about it. (laughs) (laughs) I would, yeah, come after me, Elvis fans.
1: I, I think Mike even mentioned that in some interviews. Like, I'm in a band with a genius. Like, uh, yeah. Dave Grohl talked about that when he was in Nirvana. Howard Stern kept yeah. kneeling him. Why, why didn't you give some of these songs, uh, you know, offer him up to Nirvana? He said, "Are you going to present a song with fucking Kurt Cobain in your band?" Like, no. Why would exactly? You? Yeah. So I mean, you know, people. Eddie could complain about uh, uh, Mikey
0: about bringing nothing to the table all he wants, but it's like the truth is that he did, but he just didn't. Um, he didn't overstep where he felt he might be overstepping. So it, I I don't know. I find that kind of uh, commendable.
2: Do you guys know, because I mean, I, and I don't, like how much of that is overplayed too? Like how much is that over-egged? Oh, Eddie hated Mike and is it, because it could be one of those things where he said something off the cuff once or twice and it's just been taken and blown up into this huge thing where really it might they might have just caught him in a bad moment or whatever it might have been, right? I don't know. Because well, he, he was two in the things. band for a long time, so yeah, if he was that and bad and a bass player and
1: Eddie had that much of a problem with him, he would have been gone way earlier, right? There's two things that come to mind. One, he was always kind of resentful that uh, it was him and Dave that did all the songwriting and stuff. Right. And uh, obviously, Alex, you can kind of put in that same group with Mike, right? I don't think he contributed much to the songwriting, but obviously he he's Eddie's brother Eddie's not going to call him out. So there's always that kind of resentment on that because they had their... You know, in 1984, actually, they retroactively went back and said, you're not going to get any songwriting royalties for for this album and going forward. But uh, I also heard that um, after like Sammy split with uh, Van Halen, uh, Mike kind of went with him and kind of played Mm -hmm. with the Wabos and kind of did that kind of thing. Because Van Halen was kind of, you know, kind of inactive at that point. And apparently that kind of hurt Eddie. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Sammy left us and now Mike went with him and I, I think that kind of added to the vitriol uh, that that eddie kind of had uh had for mike cuz yeah. he he felt kind of abandoned by that
0: well i mean <laughs> you, you you can't be uh, in this relationship forever if uh if it feels like it's <laughs> you're not you're not it's a uh, uh it's supposed to be a give and take and if you feel like you're uh taking more than you're giving i mean like what did what did they expect him to do it's like hey you you don't contribute anything and also you're getting no uh Songwriting royalties, so bleh, deuces. And then you know, yeah. <laughs> Sammy leaves. Uh, Mikey has a good rapport with him, and he just feels like, yeah, you know what? I think I want to try, you know, try something else. Bye, you guys. And like, and then you have the nerve to act surprised again. You know, not yeah. not speaking ill of the dead, but you you can't have been
1: that upset that Mikey left. You know, given the circumstances. But well, you know, and uh, Kevin and I talked about that in the latest Ultimate Catalog Clash. We talked about uh, Genesis. Uh, was doing everything individually and then they kind of moved into more of a group songwriting and everything was credited to the band and that kind of fixed some problems within the band and and Queen did the same thing uh, after uh, A Kind of Magic their next albums were all credited credited to the band here's a situation where it kind of backfired Uh, Mm -hmm. also in Nirvana actually it happened this way too where Kurt Cobain said no I think I want a bigger piece of the pie because I'm doing all the fucking work and here uh, Eddie Van Halen kind of said the same thing you know Dave and I are doing all the work and Alex he put in there too uh you know we should give Mikey less so that's not always the best way to go band dynamics are so weird right like yeah. you would think because yeah. when you credit it separately everybody's pissed off because mm-hmm. and the example i used was Roger Taylor you know demanding i'm in love with my car be the b-side to bohemian <laughs> rhapsody so it sells as many units and he gets as much money so the, <laughs> there, there's that dynamic. So Brian May and John Deacon are left out in the cold. But then you have a situation where, when you have it all credited to the band, you think, oh, it's fair. We're going to split it four ways. We're Van Halen. This is great. We're all working hard. But then the two guys who are actually writing the songs like, wait a minute, fuck that. Right. We're doing all the work. We want a bigger yeah. cut. So God, it, it's so weird uh, band dynamics. I tell you, because it's
0: all about ego. That's 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 all it is. And money,
1: right? I love you get more money. money. But yeah. I love that certainly line
2: movie, money. that uh, line in the movie Young Guns. We kind of just swear, I think Chavez looks over and says, Ain't easy having pals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, okay, it's like
1: family, right? And sometimes it's kind of tough. It's hard work, but. Yeah. Yep. But that, it All is right, what it well, is. Things were pretty rosy uh, when they were recording Van Halen 2. So let's get back to Light Up the Sky.
3: Get out of the coming out of the gates. <laughs> Taking chances with a crash and burn. And there is a way of beauty, but you never get a love. Cross the line, but none return.
1: All right, what do we think of that first verse, boys? Love that last line, man. It's distinctly yeah, Van Halen. Is... Like it doesn't sound like <laughs> Van Halen
2: at all. It's got this. It's almost yeah. like a prog rock kind of thing. Maybe I'm just thinking of you know I'm, I'm in that vein now. But it's got a really different melodic line to it. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, it does and it doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. It, it, in a sense, it does because like you listen to it and you go, yeah, there's that familiar Van Halen like harmony. You know yeah. that uh. uh Uh, cadence if you will um but yeah the the way that last bit is structured you're you're right i was i noticed that too like oh that's kind of a kind of a different especially van halen 2 era like that's very different from what uh
1: what they were doing and i believe that's all dave Uh, i don't think we get uh mike and eddie harmonies until the chorus oh yeah
2: interesting maybe that's what it is then that's one of the things that maybe kind of throws it a little bit but it's just again it's not not even the sonics of it it's the they don't usually do it that way. It's, that sounds more like Rush mm-hmm. than it does Van Halen. When again, not a, that's not a criticism. <laughs> it's very, very cool. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like this here of Van Halen at all. It maybe
0: it's because uh, Mikey is pretty, uh, pretty prominent uh, so far from what we hear. Like he's the bass is really high up there, and he is doing quite a bit. I was just uh, like motioning, like pretending I was playing along with him because he's galloping quite a bit for these uh, for this riff. So maybe that, yeah, I could. I can understand the the rush comparison for sure.
3: Think uh, of
1: How you guys pick the pick up the bass on that section oh, like the rhythm section is usual matter. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Crazy oh, yeah.
3: man, how good they were.
1: Really, everybody's <laughs> laughing. What did I miss?
2: No, no, I'm just, just gonna say something. Then you start this song,
1: and I'm Is a pause. I'm like, these assholes yeah. have nothing to say, they're ruining the show. I'm gonna play the track. And then you start talking your fucking Mariano hey, all over again.
2: Remember, <laughs> it's the notes you don't play are just as important as the notes you play, Corey. This is just jazz. We, everyone knows this. So.
3: <laughs> don't what bring jazz onto my Van Halen show, you
2: <laughs> motherfucker.
1: This is rock <laughs> and roll, not jazz. That's right. And this, so is Musical this from point. what? This
2: is 78, 79? Is it 79, this record? Uh, Van Halen, Two was released
1: uh, 1979.
2: That's correct. Yeah. It sounds great, man. Like the production sounds so good on this and that's you know we talk about this lots as van halen fans where you know 5150 or you 812 certainly oh you 812 just sonically doesn't have that same wallop where this thing is just blows your face off how good it sounds mm.
1: and dare i say maybe a little better than van Halen one like production wise mix wise maybe maybe i'll have to
2: go back and listen again but there's, uh,
0: I mean, th- there's definitely like a, uh, there's a subtle difference, especially if you listen to them like one after the other, the, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have
1: to do uh, another analysis of that myself. hmm Because this motherfucker is clean. Like, it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, it the, is. I, I love the mix because you got, that, that bass just kind of peaks out every once in a while, little higher notes, and then goes back down. And it, it just, oh, it works so well. Mm-hmm. You you got to be a real son of a bitch to say Van Halen 2 is better than or worse than uh, Van Halen 1. And... <laughs> okay, look,
2: I'll, here's, here's I'll throw it back at you here, Corey. I'm not letting this lie. I will not be slighted <laughs>
1: like this, sir. I will take that challenge.
2: <laughs> show, me, show me the I'm the one on Van Halen 2. Show yeah. me the running with the devil.
1: Really? Dancing out of Somebody get me a doctor. Out of love again. Light up the sky. Spanish fly is almost as good as eruption. There I said. Oh, DoA, beautiful girls is a perfect album closer.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll get into it on the uh, the album wrap episode here.
1: That's right. We're going to do a Ooh, ranking show on that one. So
0: that one's going to get heated. Yeah, there's a special <laughs> preview for you guys. Uh, whenever we finally get through Van Halen two,
1: it's going to be a showdown. <laughs> and uh, t- to answer Tom's, uh, is this the remaster? I don't believe it is. I, I think this is the 1979. So mm. let's get back to her. <laughs>
3: I lighting up the
2: Great little push there coming out of that little section and there's that little half step stop that's mm-hmm. tasty man I love that oh yeah
0: and uh you know when D- when dave uh, vocally speaking when when dave did that howl when he w- when he was able to do that howling sort of scream uh scream singing uh you know what I'm talking about he really made it work and i have no idea how he's able to like be uh intelligible with his words when he's doing yeah. that because like speaking of someone who's uh who screams quite often, there are gonna be times where it's like, I don't know what the hell Mark's saying, he's just screaming up there. It's like, well yeah, because screaming's hard to enunciate. Um but for that, when he's just uh I believe what was the line he used right there? They're lighting up the skies and he's like, Aah! I can't get that yeah. high right now. But yeah, you know what I mean. Just like it's very clear and it's just very it's impressive that's what i'm trying to say here it's like it's extremely impressive and uh dave was very very good at it uh in his prime it's it's almost it's, you, you
2: couldn't you almost can't call it screaming either though right because it's
0: no it's not screaming it's, it's almost yeah, it's like a, a squeal
2: almost it's got mm-hmm. that weird and no one else does it either i've never heard another rock vocalist who uses that kind of phrasing so it's very distinctive and it's very uniquely dave right well and, and right There's... at the
1: high end like it's always at the end of the, like he'll he'll sing it and then right at the end just throw in that squeal that's... yeah very, that makes him the 20th greatest uh, rock and roll singer of all time. And I'm glad Jeff Brewer uh, agrees with him that he says, none of those songs are I'm the one because all these <laughs> songs are better. So thank you, Jeff, for agreeing oh, with me Jesus. that every song on Van Halen 2 is better than I'm, a, I'm the one. Kind of a controversial opinion, Jeff, but uh, I agree <laughs> with you. It's funny. Uh, this doesn't have kind of the more commercial uh, aspect to it that Van Halen 1 did, right? And I actually found a quote. Uh, from Eddie Van Halen about this track, where he talked about that. He said, quote, I wrote the music for that song right after our first record was recorded. I used to play it for the guys, and they'd go, oh, Eddie's got a new riff. Nobody really said anything. And then when we came back off the tour, we played all our new riffs and songs for Ted, and he really liked that one. And I was totally surprised, because it's a little more progressive. The changes are a little more bent than the commercial stuff. So I was happy that he liked it. It worked out to be a good one. It's also,
2: it's not... Rock it's not rock and roll van on this is it's kinda of, this is now this is the foot more firmly in the heavy metal side as I always think yeah. of it too because 'cause it's got more mm-hmm. of a not chugger chugger almost, but it's got a bit more weight to it and a bit more heaviness to it. We don't always it's got that right.
0: uh it's got that thrashy
1: sort of like tempo uh, Yeah, sort it's straight. Of there's of it's straight there's it's not. it it's yeah. not yeah. you
2: know yeah. it's got yeah
1: yep absolutely maybe that's why i uh, gravitate more to two. And, i'm just bucking jeff not that i'm trashing i'm the one or one at all one is the greatest uh debut album of all time i'm going to put it even ahead of uh, guns N' roses appetite for destruction but uh, i just personally uh, tend to favor van halen too, just a tad bit more so what you're saying is you're a basic bitch that's what we're hearing here is that that's exactly what what i'm saying (laughs) what does basic bitch mean to you, you you pompous british motherfucker i don't know i've just heard it i've heard it i know it's a thing i know it's a thing so i thought i'd wheel it out and see what happened Oh, oh! Would you get yourself some tea and crumpets and uh, shut your pie hole?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You would, you would stop it right there.
1: <laughs> well, Kevin uh, told me Kevin's muted, muted Kevin. so I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him all sorts of names till he unmutes. Stupid British tea and crumpet eating motherfucker! Damn it! There you muted. go. <laughs> <laughs> Came in on damn it. Um,
2: what I know, what I was saying was that bridge is phenomenal, and this is what I think. Yes. You know, when I think about the, the discussion between um, Dave Era and Samir, and one of the things is criticisms I've heard is that they were just a little bit straighter musically in the Sami era and they didn't do this kind of thing as often definitely where in this era of Van Halen you never really knew where they were going to go you never knew what Eddie was going to do what direction he was going to take it. and again you're not expecting this here because it's a really heavy song and then you get this bright major key twangier kind of, it's just it's just so cool it's just a great little bit of relief in the middle of this song
0: well, they had the benefit of this is Van Halen two, so this is very early in their like yeah. professional career. So yeah, of course, like if you're just tuning in to Van Halen right after Van Halen one, you, you you're like wonder what they're gonna do next. Yeah, of course, everyone's you, you never know. Like it's a free for all. Uh, whereas you you move on over to uh, you know the Sammy era, you've got a bit of an idea of what Van Halen's gonna sound like with yeah. Sammy, and then and then of course they either uh exceed expectations or lower it depending on who you ask but whatever that's a whole conversation but yeah i that's uh to your point completely unexpected of that era and and just uh it really gives an early insight to their dynamics and uh Mm -hmm. how uh how they how they function as a band and uh where they can go yeah
1: a little more adventurous maybe in the Dave era. And Tom points out that this breakdown mm-hmm. was so smooth and jazzy. And you wouldn't get that necessarily uh, in the Sammy era. Maybe that's why more people gravitate to that. And this is yeah. uh, not one of the that. holdovers from Van Halen 1. Uh, th- this came, mm-hmm. you know, he said he recorded uh, the riff right after they recorded the first record. And then the rest of the song that they, they kind of put together in the studio. So they- they've matured quite a bit. Remember at this point, you know, they've been living with the Van Halen 1 songs for quite a while. From like the Backyard Party days to, uh, Gazaras and you know the whiskey and all that stuff on the strip. So they've been playing that stuff for a, quite a long time. So, so, so you know this is kind of shows you the direction they're going to go and maybe fair warning, women and children, uh, th- that kind of thing, which I think is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and Jeff says this breakdown is the only good part of that whole subpar album. Well, no, I'm going to get rid wow. of that. Kind of, just... <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, you know, I
0: think he's just
1: he's just trying to drop a grenade because he's. Just, I think you know, so. Chaos. This is the same guy who put Unchained Ninth. So, yeah, <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Oh, shit. Is, We're is, on is to this
2: you, the, Brewer. Is this the horse my wagon is hitched to? This is not good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: you think about that, Kevin.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's keep her going. <laughs> Jesus. My God! And I, I'm, I'm glad Jeff had to uh, uh, say, Clarify. kidding, some of my favorite <laughs> songs are on there. Because if you call that fucking solo a subpar, <laughs> my God, that was fantastic.
2: You can see why people, like other guitarists, didn't necessarily love Eddie because when he came out, he just changed the game so much. No one else can play that. Richie no. Blackmore from Deep Purple, who was a, a shredder and a brilliantly inventive. Gu- Blackmore can't play that, you know, and it's just. It, it, one thing with Eddie is it just always seems like it's totally effortless. He doesn't have to try; it just drips out of him, and it's just like, wow, wow. And then you get that we're coming out of that, and we're getting that drum fill or that little drum
1: pattern that, that um, mm-hmm. Alex is playing. Like, oh mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I love it when he does that. It's like, okay, Eddie's you know face melting solo. I gotta throw a little <laughs> shit in here to people so people know that I'm still around too. I'm hey, still well. here. I'm still existing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <it's> like. <laughs> I'm also a Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. But the bass lead into that was fucking great, too. Like, the yeah. whole band is cooking on this track.
0: It's cooks, man. Like, it's, it's so on. far so good. And, you know, not, not to tip my hand, but it's like the song is cooking so far, and, you know, we're
1: almost done with it. Yeah. Oh, good. Jeff agrees. That solo is not subpar. Thank you very much. No. Yeah. I <laughs> no, totally agree not. with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. All right, Kevin's got a drum boner. I can tell, (laughs) and I'm so glad you're on the call now for this song because of that section. (laughs) Isn't that
2: something? Oh my god! And the production on that—it sounds—it's kind of got that big Bonham tone to it, right? Yeah. Epic, massive, massive drums, and it's saturated in reverb. You know, it's a really great sort of, and obviously there's it'll be room, but it'll be also a ton of reverb added on afterwards. But it just sounds very, very good, and it's played really really well and don't forget this
1: is from a very average very mediocre drummer that's right ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably wouldn't even make the the, the top 50 rock drummers of, of all time not. Yeah. my oh, god jesus no but meg, meg white will. <laughs> yeah but meg oh, don't get me started don't
0: <laughs>
3: yeah don't go
2: Lars there. ulrich number two <laughs> he'll be yeah uh, he'll alex be Madhalen, 53
1: okay it's nice been nice talking i'll, I'll <laughs> see you later <laughs> yeah jesus if i was running for billboard that would be the rankings i'm yeah. sure because my god oh my god and, and, and then when you get when you got down to, to 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 the to the the bass drum on the oh my god it was mm-hmm. I, I, and that's what that's when kevin leaned back in his chair and went mind blown because yeah
2: <laughs> so with this section coming out of here was was that a fade in because i was we kind of stopped it a little bit i don't know if you dial it back a few seconds i think there's a fade in from something a little bit for coming bit, in i right? think like from was...
0: from eddie coming in yeah uh, i think yeah. it sounds like a fade i think he yeah fades in um because i don't know maybe they felt like uh the transition wasn't as smooth with him just coming in on for what for what he's doing or maybe maybe that was just the conscious uh decision
1: from the beginning i don't know but uh, it, yeah, it just I, works yeah you know, the, the drums works. are coming down at the same yeah. time right so i backed mm-hmm. it up a few seconds we'll, we'll see if we can catch it and just actually, look, sorry Corey. Over. like i'd be
2: curious to see because they do fade this section obviously you can't do that live i'd be sort of interested right. to see how they come uh, what that transition sounds like live because I've never, well, heard, I, I've never read this one live. So,
1: I wonder if they've ever played it live. Maybe we'll find out later in the podcast. Oh, they're fucking better off. <laughs> I mean, we can. We,
0: I mean, if we have to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: up mother oh, light up, up the indeed. sky jesus yeah what a fucking that is <laughs> so uh jeff Brewer in the chat says amy just be rolling up his uh volume on his guitar so that could be yeah, maybe. yeah you, you so. kind of got alex he, he's playing a little lower and then he does that little tom roll that that mm-hmm. that got me all yeah all twitter pated there <laughs> and then yeah he could just be dialing up the volume on his guitar so that that's a good call uh tom says uh i've never read the lyrics so i always thought they were singing be there or be high <laughs>
0: I could I could hear that too. Uh, if it makes yeah. you feel any better, I
1: wasn't quite sure what they were singing either, so I had to
0: like check the lyric sheet real quick. I was Like, oh, light, okay, lighting up the sky. Got you. Yeah, of course they are. But
2: well, uh, I, I get it. Talked, you guys have talked to this before, though. With some of these Van Halen songs, the words don't really always matter that much. It's the it's about the cadence and whether it adds to the melody and everything else. Where he's hitting all the you know the the consonants, the the hard uh, plosives are in the right spots. So eh, whatever the vowels are, the words the, don't. The words, are, eh, the
0: words only mm-hmm. seem to matter in Van Halen when Sammy Hagar sings. Apparently, <laughs> according yes, sir. To, because well, everyone just there, gives Dave a pass no matter what he sings
1: about. Because there is a difference. There is a difference, right? Dave is more abstract. Bulls uh, yeah. at my door. Wised up quick turned here and gone from on the go seems the old folks that come up short were the pretty little kids who didn't want it no that's a little more abstract but it sounds cool as opposed to she put the cream in my coffee every single morning uh it's always I, that
0: I, one example
1: it's always that yeah, one. fucking mm. betty
0: boop betty boop
1: do, <laughs> do, do you want me to go to the spanked lurks? i could do that for you <laughs>
0: save that for when we actually spin it because that's going to be good hey
1: i'm all uh, feed up watching tv someplace to <laughs> feast my eyes oh well i've always tripped on commercials yeah yeah this one blew my mind oh oh uh, hey hey yeah, okay tell me who you gonna okay. call when you need that affection ghostbusters uh, nope All <laughs> okay, you bad well, gonna, boys gonna, call her up on the spank line
0: <laughs> i'm gonna go into the jump lyrics real quick i'm gonna go into uh some of these other uh you know uh <laughs> freaking uh Dave lyrics especially that 2012 album yeah it's like but it's oh yeah always breakfast has to, has to be that uh <laughs> that reference yeah fine I'll go Van- the, motto, there- the
1: words don't matter that's true there is a ton of uh, sammy lyrics that are uh questionable shall we say and a lot of really good ones too i gotta give yeah. him his props there's a ton of really good ones but Look, I've conceded. I have conceded
0: stinkers. when when Sammy is at the ones that we've been over at least, uh the stinkers of course. And I'm not here to defend Up for breakfast. I'm just simply saying, come on, find a y- use a different reference. It, it can't be okay. just that one. Uh or that I'll, I'll two now, bank. but uh yeah, I know you have a reference bank. So, uh cannot wait <laughs> for that le- live show, but uh we're, we we got to talk about this. We just finished Light Up the Sky, so uh it comes down to what did we actually think do we feel that it was what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Hey, Kevin Brown, we're starting with you because you're the uh, guest slash uh, honorary member. So you are the one who is not so not so keen, not so high on Van Halen 2. So you are going to be the uh, the X factor in all this. So my question to you, you know how the show works. Is Light Up the Sky what dreams are made of or is the dream over?
2: Yeah, I mean, come on. Seriously? Anyone who downvotes this again, you just give your head a shake. It's, what is it, three and a half minutes? Something around there, probably? 3.12. Just 3.12. Get in, get out, smash him in the face, beat him over the head with rock and roll power, and then get out again. It's just, and, and you know, I kind of like the lyrics in this one, too. They are abstract. They don't actually probably mean very much, but Dave's, and I've been hard on Dave as a singer, you know, we've talked about this. You guys have brought me around to the Dave camp, and... He delivers the shit out of this sings it great um musically interesting it changes direction you've got some stuff in there we've got a drum break which i don't know if we've had up to this point in a van halen song like a protracted drum break like that but like that i don't face Bass think. Like solo mm-hmm. great bass like different harmonies yeah this is a stone cold winner for me easy there you go uh
0: Corey, I think you and I are just going to vote at the same time because I'm pretty sure I know your vote. So, uh, shall we? Three, two, one. All right.
2: And just, just for the listeners there, people, you know, Mark actually <laughs> downvoted that, but Corey override. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this, this is the bullshit <laughs> that you have to put it with. <laughs> hey, did we're on YouTube now, you know? so the folks on
1: YouTube can see <laughs> for sure. All I know is only time will tell if we stand the test of time. <laughs> Great lyric from word poet Samuel Hagar. No. <laughs> They've turned you over to their side. I can't believe it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I love Van Halen, too. I love this track. Uh, after I was ragging on uh, jazz music for a while there, this is kind of a jazz song. It, it kind of goes in a few different directions, right? For for a rock band, th- this has kind of got a jazzy feel. Tom pointed that out in the chat, and I thought that was very apropos. Um, love this tune. Uh, band is fucking cooking. Bass is great. Guitar is unreal. That drum section for as a, a fan of drums and someone yeah. who wishes he was a drummer, uh, love that. Even that little tom roll as, as he's kind of fading down and kind of playing a little lighter before the guitar kicks back in. Just it was just added perfectly in there. And I, I know Kevin agrees. Hundred <laughs> percent. Great, great tune from a great, great album. Uh, not my favorite on Van Halen too, but definitely, absolutely what dreams are made of. Uh, Mark, uh, Jeff says, the things I hate most about Sammer is phlegm hacks when he enters on some songs. That, <laughs> that's a good call.
3: <laughs> Damn, maybe. Uh, was so- Didn't even I make the list, Mark Kammerer. Didn't
1: even make the list of top uh, vocalists of all time. Of course not. Of course not. Mick don't
2: Jagger say, is a better vocalist yeah. than Sammy Hagar, Mark. But you know, we all knew that. So you know, we all knew that. Let's not get into that again. Let's not derail this. Thing <laughs> no, it's it's with all of No, it's annoyed. fine. Yeah, it's a, it, it happens. It's
0: it's over with. I, I said my piece. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that is everyone at Billboard needs to be fired. Um, <laughs> and uh, just to you know what, just get rid of Billboard altogether. Yeah, just because nobody because nobody em. cares. Nobody yeah. cares. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we but uh, that, that said, that list was shit. Anywho, I re- I reiterate everything Corey and Kevin said, uh, fun fact, this is my favorite track on Van Halen 2, oh, nice. uh, and, but I mean, I, that, that's not to say that I think all the others are subpar, no, I've talked about this, Corey knows this, I love this album, you are going to be remiss to have me say anything remotely bad about Van Halen 2, I really love it, um, and uh i just uh it's it's an in- interesting quandary uh, that kev put uh is maybe the quality a little bit better than van halen 1 did it get did it uh, go up a little bit i don't know but i listen to this uh just this track now mm-hmm. with that mindset and i go probably so everything about this works uh, just from a production standpoint alone just production alone everything is everything is clean everything is precise clear i mean it's just the only thing i might uh uh argue for is uh turn it up louder because this is a <laughs> song that deserves to be played as loud as humanly possible i personally think this song should be in the uh, upper echelon of the uh van halen's repertoire but i understand why it's maybe not no matter it's still a Very cooking track. Everybody is being utilized uh, really to their full extent. You could probably throw in some extra harmonies in there somewhere just, you know, to make my nerd heart happy. But nevertheless, love the song. I I love it more and more each time I hear it. Uh, No exception to the rule this time. So, yes, what dreams are made of, full sweep. And if you are not down with that, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Tom Tom, says, whatever the hell the monkey
1: and the moonbeam line means from Everybody Wants Some. Thank you, Tom. Well, uh, The Monkey and the Moonbeam is a literary reference from a book by Jonathan Smith so yeah. oh
2: cory's a scholar okay
0: all right he knows what books
2: <laughs> what you need to do is take lots and lots and lots and lots of cocaine and it all makes sense exactly i mean yeah. you got to get on dave's level so that's <laughs> that's the key uh kids
0: uh don't do your hard drugs but uh if you want to be on david lee ross level from this era a lot of the white powder there you go do all the drugs they were
2: doing where, all the mm-hmm. drugs at this time so. where was the sequenced Corey, on van halen 2 what is it this set? uh
1: kicked off side B. Oh yeah. f-
2: fuck, there you go. What an opener. What a side yeah. two opener. Ah, yeah, no, My thing enough.
0: is uh, like how are you gonna follow that? That's that's the only
1: problem I would what have does was like it? Wh- Spanish uh, Fly. They go uh, into I Spanish did... Fly Nice. Oh, home, oh, and th- and well, then, yeah, and then DOA. <laughs> like it's it's perfect. You, you can't sequence yeah. it any better.
0: Yeah, I mean it's the it's the best it's for fly. it, but honestly, like if you were just in the mood to just listen to Van Halen and bang your head constantly, then light at the sky happens, and it ends. You go like, well, now fucking what? Uh, but yeah, that's still as far as the flow goes. That's that's a really good transition. I like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Jeff says, when when it's love, sounds like a really beautiful Journey-like tune, and then Sam comes in and yells, ha! Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's great, because he does it uh, on Jeff's the on perfect my side. note. <laughs> it's like, ugh fuck off everybody anyway i can't wait to get to that song it's gonna be great it's Uh, me and you against the world mark it's me and you against the world my friend us against the world that's fine with that um and speaking of against the world it's time for Corey's favorite part of the show where i look like a buffoon go ahead Corey. hit the music
1: i get to play the song yeah (laughs) that's right it's time to play how many times did van halen perform light up the sky mark kamara let's start with you because you claim to never win how many times do you think van halen performed this track personally i feel like they should have put this on the set for every single
0: tour they ever did like i should have been four I'd or 500
1: like, times right yeah
0: should should have been uh, but i'm going to venture a guess and say it wasn't so let's say i'm gonna
1: say they did about 150 times 150 times all right uh how about you uh, mr Man. kevin brown yeah that's i was kind of going the same sort of region i think
2: because what I would say is I think they probably played this almost all the time on the tour for this album and I'll bet they played it lots on the tour for Fair Warning because you're still building up that catalog and at that point you've probably got about 27 or so songs this is definitely one of the stronger ones out of that set Mm. then I think maybe after that it would start to fall off so you said 150? Yeah Well, I've just got to decide either way I've got to decide like this is game theory now I've got to go either I'll go 151 Fuck you! <laughs> it okay, works. No, 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 screw that. Then okay. What else nope. there, then?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, you I'm won, th- Kevin. <laughs> no, you won. <laughs> the correct answer is one hundred and eighty-one times. Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh man.
2: I'm sorry, Mark. I should have. I should have. <laughs> no, no. It's cool.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't so, win. The, to, this,
0: that's that's what the game is. Like I don't win. <laughs> to Mark Combiere, we we'll say. Well, at least I wasn't as far off as I normally, m- typically am, you know, like 150, like, uh, would you say it was a 181 times? They 181, this? Yep. yep. Yeah,
2: so, you know, I was only, you know, 31 off. It's fine. Dude, if I'd gone first, first, genuinely, I was saying 150, 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say.
1: And then I would have said 151. (laughs) And and both of your reasoning was 100% correct. They played it 98 times in 1979. They played Mm -hmm. it another 42 times in 1980. Then they didn't play it again until 2015. Oh, wow. Well, at least they busted it out. Uh, Oh, God, I'd be
0: very curious to hear how it sounded in 2015. I wouldn't, (laughs) not vocally. I mean, well, see, well, (laughs) I know, but I'm a sadist sometimes, and I'm just like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, what, what you got, Dave? You still got it? Probably not. Let me hear it. Uh, But, eh, that's just the way it goes. But hey, look,
2: hearing Wolf
1: play this would be kind of cool. Is it on that live? Is it on that live album, Corey? I would imagine so. I'm looking right now, and no, I I don't see it. Oh no. uh, On Tokyo, don't know because that would have been. It came out in 2015. But it was recorded in 2013, so no. <gasps> oh, okay, I, okay, I could try and find a, a YouTube version of it here. There might be one. Yeah, and, and the if you can, like, might we're be talking shit.
2: about that, I'm really curious how they come out of that transition because that's the thing with you know I've, I've talked about this on my Queen podcast and other talking with other musicians about this. And Mark, as a musician yourself, you know that when you go into the studio and you write a song and you record it and that's the song, when you get out then and play live, it grows and it evolves and it changes. Yep. And so i'm always kind of interested to see what people add in and how they change
1: transitions, especially transitions just to get out of different sections because you know oh here we go all right uh yeah it, it's fan recorded uh from third row so i don't know how great this is going to be but this is from uh yeah, it's... july 11th, 2015 in san bernardino <laughs> This was a wolfie request because he had a lot of sway on the settlers yeah. in
3: 2015.
2: Probably, so, is that drop detuning that he's playing too because that bottom no that it's got a that's really deep i wonder if that's drop detuned
0: well it's not in the key of d i can tell you that no um I'm trying to The next time I see Eddie
1: play, yeah, Jeff says it's so sad he's not here to see anymore. I know, like that—that smile is just the best thing in rock and roll. (laughs) No, I think he's, uh,
0: I think he's in standard now. It might be, he might be in D standard though. But uh, no, that's That's just that bottom string sounds so fat to
2: me. You know, I don't know. I'm not a guitar. That just
0: might be, that just might be like his guitar tone, just in yeah. the guitar itself with like, his, he's got you know, custom pickups on that thing, so there's, there's just Oh, no get it off, Dave.
2: What in I'm the... Dave's <laughs> having a good time. Is that a, is that a bowler
0: tie? Has he got a bowler tie on? <laughs> Wolfie with the buzzed head.
1: Yeah. Fuck got stock behind him, eh? Jeff agrees, Mark not drop deep. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. I'm going
0: Dave <laughs> with your banana shirt. Um uh, half step down is what Jeff says. That's I agree. It's that's, that's okay. what it kind of sounds okay. like. Um so fair enough. So E flat. Uh I tell you, look, it's it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse that I never got to see Van Helen live because if I had, I have a feeling I after witnessing Eddie all night, I might have gone home and sold my guitars. I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> You're not anymore. the only one. Can't, you, you hear that can't a lot. It's yeah. <laughs> just you know, like, it'll never get better than that. It'll never get as good as that. It'll
1: just, it'll never happen, you know? Hey, I'm going to give up drums for the same reason, because I watch Alex <laughs> Van Halen. So.
2: I think the difference with Van Halen, because I did see them live once, and it was with Sam on the was it Best of Both Worlds tour, or whatever the hell that was called. Um, oh, yeah. The thing that it, when you go see Van Halen live, the only thing you leave with is a sense of absolute joy of music. You just fall in love with music all over again because you see four people on stage, and even if they're having problems off stage, they just fucking love playing music. And they do it really, really well, high tempo, and they play for the fucking crowd, and they give it everything they got, and it just leaves you feeling fulfilled. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. just absolutely amazing.
0: (laughs) I would hope so. I would hope that would be the feeling. I mean, I, I... Look, I mean, honestly, I probably would feel that way, but then there would just be that lingering sort of just like screaming into the yeah. void voice. of just like, quit playing guitar. You're never going to be that good.
2: I was like, <laughs> I know. I know. Stop it. Stop yelling Remember, at me. Remember, you don't have to be as good as Eddie Van Halen. You only have to be as good as Mark Kamire. There you go. Oh, that's well, that's OK. Yeah. You feel better? fine, Kevin, fine,
0: Kevin. <laughs> therapy hour with Kevin Brown. Th- come here for a therapy <laughs> session, Bleh. but, but he's right. Because, Kevin's right. Because you're good but, enough. Uh,
1: you're smart enough. And dog and it, People like, people you. like me. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't have to play like Eddie Van Halen. Uh, but uh, no, Josh is right though. Josh said uh, he's complete. Eddie's completely relaxed in that live show. Just not, not yeah. sweating. He would be sweating bullets trying to pull all those notes off uh, yep. in front of that crowd. But I will say this, Josh. Uh, at the same time, uh, look how long Eddie has been playing, or he had been playing that song. And, uh, also he wrote it. So, I mean, like, it's Thomas all said there. the same thing. All... Yeah, Yeah, just play You play. You play any song for that long, and, uh, you're just, you're going to be able to play it with your eyes closed and probably
2: upside down if you want. So, yeah, yeah, think about no, that way. Yeah, no, though, because here, well, here's the thing, because they didn't play this live. We, we already established that. This was kind of, this brought this song back. And I was going to yep, comment true. on that, because when you watch him playing the riff... He's looking down at the fretboard. Oh, sure. Whereas when you watch footage from, like, you know, um, Live Without a Net or stuff online, when it's stuff he has been playing lots, he's not looking at the fretboard. he just knows that shit. That's muscle memory. When he mm. gets the solo, then it's where well, he doesn't have to bother. Then, then it's all about feel and intuition and
1: just being Eddie, right? So, yeah. sure. It was thirty-five years in between uh, concerts yeah. for that Which,
0: song. That, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah, like uh, that muscle memory is a funny thing sometimes. So you just you'd be amazed what what your body can remember in just yeah. like the heat of the moment. And uh, and at this point, uh, I'm not sure how far into that particular tour they were, but they played it how many times you said uh, in.
1: Like around that time, uh, in 2015, never, they played it 41 yeah. times. So it was a mainstay. So, oh,
0: wow. so let's just let's just say for argument's sake, this was like in the middle of the tour. So he had already been playing it quite a few dates. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember, I got it, cool. Um, so think of it that way. You, nevertheless, uh, but there you go, you guys, light up the sky. You kind of got a a twofer
1: with that one of the same song, both I love how uh, and Tom, live. Tom pointed out we were supposed to be assessing Dave's vocal. <laughs> we talked more about Eddie's playing. No complaints. It ha- It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> the Eddie Van Halen motto: "Shut up, Dave." Dave was a complete clown by then, even more than when he could hit notes. Exactly, god, yeah. I mean, he, ah. he he just put another Twitter fucking video today where he's just a complete clown. Oh my it's god! Like, what are you doing, I buddy? I and then he, Josh says you know he's going to upload. know what he's doing. <laughs> Josh is going to upload his version in 2040, so he gets the same amount of time in between. I'm looking forward. Hey, looking it. forward to it. That'll be great. Yeah. Oh, Tom says he didn't have to go back to the records. He said he he listened and not remember how to play it. So yeah, well, thirty five years. ago. So, yeah, a long you to, time.
0: well, I mean, yeah, that's a long time, I and mean, you gotta you gotta rehearse. And sometimes if you forget shit, like, all right, let me throw on the record real quick. Yeah, uh, exactly. he probably that's yeah yeah. Jeff said he
2: probably forgot how to play it and probably had to relearn it. And uh, you know that happens.
1: That happens absolutely. A,
2: again, I'll, I'll just quickly. That's definitely a thing because when you get to these this level and this amount of time under mm-hmm. the water under the bridge, where they've written so many songs and so many riffs. You can't sure. possibly hold them all in your head. There's a, a great thing about um, in the the Tom Petty thing, the podcast that I do, where someone was talking about a, a song, "Mary's New Car" is, is the song, and it's not a great song, but it's, it's, there was one of the wardrobe ladies who fucking loved the song, and so she'd always like shout it from the side of the stage, from the wing, saying, "Play Mary's last, play's New Car." And I don't know. And Tom said, I just love that she thinks that we know that song, that we would remember. Because it was like, I don't know that song anymore. I might as well be doing a cover at this point, you know. She's like, lady, that was like a thousand joints ago.
0: Like, exactly. I, I even, yeah. you know.
1: Is that one of ours? Is is that a Dylan yeah, song? Like, did, who does that Are we song? sure we wrote that? Did we yeah. write? Yeah,
0: it was like, <laughs> that might have been Bobby. I don't know. But, yeah, I love that. Yeah, just the truth and like. I, I, I love that you think we know it. Uh, we'll, we'll try. Uh, just such honest authenticity to that. So, um, But there you go, you guys. Uh, one more off of Van Halen 2. So uh, I think uh, we still got a couple from that album. We're not done with that one. And now we are down to... Uh, what 29 songs 29 We're 29 left on 29 the wheel 29 yeah. songs left on the wheel you guys it's we're, we're coming down to it So, but before we do that we have to do uh, something really awesome which is talk about uh, the first full album that we have discussed on the show so uh, as Corey mentioned at the top of the show live show tomorrow night if you're listening to this podcast on Friday Saturday uh, uh, that'll be uh, August 21st uh, six t- sixth, that's right august 26th saturday uh 9 p.m eastern uh we're going live we're doing it live uh the usual suspects uh some not usual suspects just come one come all and uh, we'll have a discussion on fair warning because that is the first album we have completed in this van halen uh journey so uh big thank you big shout out to uh our lurkers in the chat thank you guys so much uh and if you too want to be a lurker you know what you got to do you got to join our patreon we have all sorts of tiers that uh we can uh uh that that might be to your liking but if we don't if there's a tier that we don't have and you think it would be a good idea for us to let us know we'll get that for you it's all good Corey and i are not above it so uh just to uh throw out to our patrons i will uh list them off right now matt lacoste nate from the deep purple podcast rava flave josh caldwell greg zito michael griffith Chaz charles aka chas Mataz, aka chart Chaz, uh sean McGinnity from meet the geeks per Leneker, scott monroe ryan powell jeff brewer ben andriozzi tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, <laughs> Heath McCoy, uh, Janice Risco, and of course, our honored guests and honoree panelists, Kevin Brown. Kevin always a pleasure having you it's great I'm so happy uh Corey got you last minute would you uh please let the people know uh where they can find you and everything you're doing because if cory morissette is the podcasting galactus devouring worlds you are certainly
2: his silver surfer herald
0: so tell them all the podcasts all the stuff they can find you doing
2: oh i don't know my marvel dcu kind of stuff i don't know that i don't have a silver <laughs> Surfer is that good is that good or is that an insult or a compliment i don't know it's fine um you can, you can find me at the Tom Petty Project and <laughs> Seaside Pod Review. But I just wanted to end Ultimate Catalog Clash with Corey, our new show. But I did want to just, again, shout out, you know, folks, support these people. Because this, you know, Corey, you always say that um, Pod of Thunder is the the gold standard in uh, rock and roll podcast and excellence. This show's overtaken it. Okay. You know, Aww. where David Lee Roth era Van Halen was great. Sammy Hagar era just took it to that next level, people. Oh. So join the Patreon. Um, it doesn't cost much you know you can afford a few shackles it's a four pack of beer less than that a month um just give, a, give them some money and help support these guys they're doing good things and they're really good people well thank you so much and uh and hey if you uh if you if you
0: don't want to throw the stones to uh support the patreon you can still support us by sharing the podcast telling your friends you know if your friends have our van halen fans let them know what we got going on and hey We've got merch as well. So uh, this is not our merch. This is just a Van Halen shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, but uh, we do have merch. So uh, podcastwillrock.com. Go check out our merch store. As a matter of fact, most of those designs, designed by this guy, uh, Kevin Brown, because he, he loves a good inside joke, and we do too. And boy, that's, the the merch store is full of them. And if you get those uh, the merch with the inside jokes, you will be in the know. And then people will be on the street going like, what the hell is that about? And you go... You got to listen to the show, and you'll know. Right. And then you'll then we'll all be united in the front. So there you go. Buy a T-shirt or something if you want. Uh, Corey, where can
1: the people find all the stuff you're doing and all the podcasts you're devouring like Galactus? Well, you can find us at www.podcastforrock.com. You can get said merch. You can catch up on old shows. Uh, you can also find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, which features such shows as Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited with myself and Scott Haskin. Backtracks the music, talking music and movies with my good buddy John Mariano. Uh, Kevin and myself do a show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash. Season one is Phil Collins' era Genesis. Having a ton of fun with that one. Uh, you can also catch Kevin at the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review with the one and only Kevin Woods. Uh, you can also catch Scott Haskin at Right Heap, The Magician's Podcast, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinner to Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joan, David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Riot at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Quintet and Volume for All. Sam, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. And Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And rumor has it Chaz is starting a Rush Podcast. Be on the lookout for that. You can also check out our good buddy Sean Geek. At the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast, you're all doomed. A Friday the Thirteenth podcast, the DLR cast, the Bogus Soda Show, Pot of Thunder, the uh, recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, dissect that film, and Three's Company Two, a rewatch podcast. There you go, right on.
0: You can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you know I know that uh, the Twitter of uh, of our show is kind of. It's active, but it's less active than when Corey was running it. That's because I'm running it, and sometimes I'm just lazy, or I'm using my other Twitter yelling about stupid politicians and bullshit. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, I'll get better. I'll get better about it. But uh, you can find me at MarkTheBat, so you can uh, come to me directly for all of your uh, concerns and aggravations about how I'm doing a terrible job uh, at this podcast because people love telling me how wrong I am uh, and that's fine, because you know why? I am not a music historian. I'm not a rock historian. I'm not a Van Halen expert at all. Neither is Corey, neither is Kevin, or anybody. We are just humble fans, just exploring a band that we simple, that, that we like. And uh, yeah, that's that's all there is to it. So no, we're not going to have all the accurate information about what they were doing in the studio, where their brains were when they were writing particular songs, because we weren't there. Uh, we can only speculate and we can only uh, discuss what we've read and what we've heard from the people who actually were there. So uh, if you have, you need expertise, advice, go to Eric Sinich, go to Greg Renoff, go to those people. Okay, yeah, you can voice your concerns. Uh, but if you want to keep yelling at me, fine. But it only makes me stronger. It's fuel to the fire. You don't understand how powerful I'm becoming, you guys. I, and soon I will go to Elon Musk himself, strangle him, and then I will be x this is the face of x you hear that I, and i'm gonna rebrand it to just m it will be m it will no longer be twitter it will be m so be on the lookout for that i'm coming for you musk i'm gonna punch you in your turkey neck uh just for fun um but anyway uh yeah if we get if we get cut off of twitter uh or if our page gets put down now you know why because mark's running his mouth it happens, but uh, I, I don't apologize for it, nor do I apologize for uh, bringing you guys uh, a and good podcast that I'm proud of and I'm happy to do with fine gentlemen like my panelists today. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later.